Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I am your host today. Thanks so much for spending some time with me and finding time in your busy day to spend with me. And I tell you what, today's going to be a great show. It's going to be a power-packed show. So if you don't have a pencil and pad, I suggest you go get it now because we are going to give you some wonderful information that you're going to want to take notes on. You know, when we talk about building our business, we always know that we need a team. But that team doesn't necessarily mean just your sales team. That team is referred to as trusted advisors. And we're going to really talk about that in in depth today. I recently read an article that uh, the title of it was The Importance of Trusted Advisors. Part of the article went like this. Business owners tend to be pulled in various directions. They have to make important financial decisions on almost daily basis. And oftentimes, those decisions are, not, are in areas of out, that are outside of their expertise. This happens all the time. The, usually the business owner, owner knows their widget, whatever that widget is. And they went into business because of the widget. They didn't want to do the accounting. They didn't want to do any financial planning. They didn't want to learn legal stuff, reading contracts. That's not why they started their business. The article went on to say, for that reason, it's important that business owners consult advisors when making decisions. These advisors are subject matter experts who can be trusted to provide insight and direction into financial and legal matters that business owners are not familiar with. And that's exactly the topic for today's show is trusted advisors. And guess what? I have three guests today that are all trusted advisors. Elijah Lopez is senior financial advisor who manages roughly 60 million, a 60 million portfolio with Mansky Wealth Management out of Houston, Texas. He is a certified financial planner who has been recognized as a thought leader by U.S. News and World Report, Texas Home and Garden, FEMA, and Boeing. Elijah, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So we also have Patty Martinez. And Patty is a CPA of 25 years of experience working as either a controller, CFO, or public accounting accountant advisor. She decided to go out her own and start a firm almost five years ago. She provides accounting and bookkeeping services to small businesses. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. It's so great to be here. It's good to have you. And now we have Patrick McCallum, and he is, uh, he calls himself, I love this, he calls himself a recovering trial lawyer. He spent more than 20 years in state and federal courts and arbitration uh, trying cases. A few years ago, he retired and has turned his attention and abilities to helping small businesses and Texas families. Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Linda. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, guys, I don't think most small businesses understand that they need to have a team around the business to help them to really thrive. So I'd like to ask each of you your perspective 
in a couple of things. When someone's starting their business, and maybe they're whether they're starting it from scratch or maybe they're purchasing a, purchasing a franchise, those are really big steps. And many people are coming out of corporate and leaving a, a, a long corporate career to do this. At what point um, should they bring you in? Elijah, at what point should someone bring you into the conversation when they're, they're beginning to look at franchise opportunities or a business opportunity? Sure. Um, you know, I think that typically I'm the, the last person out of this team of trusted <laughs> advisors that we've assembled because, yeah. you know, usually people immediately want to hire a business attorney to make sure that they're, they're checking all the boxes and that they're forming well. And they want to hire a good CPA to, to make sure that they're getting all the tax advantages. But you don't always need a financial advisor right at the get-go. You know, typically, I've found there are a few different times when someone needs to loop me into the conversation. The first is when they're deciding a retirement plan. Um, you know, It's pretty normal that if you go to the people that are pushing products, they're going to push a, a 401k as the best decision. But that's not always the best decision for every business or for every business owner. You know, 401ks, they're complex, uh, they're, they're, they're costly. And I think finding the right plan, you know, can be decided by a financial advisor or by a good CPA. So whenever you're creating a plan, I think that's a good time to be speaking with a financial advisor. Also, when you don't have time, you know, managing a retirement plan, managing a working capital account, that takes time. And that's taking time away from other things you could be working on with the business. And so if you don't have time, you should be speaking with a financial advisor. Or also, if you have over 100-ish employees, you know, once you have over 120 employees, your retirement plan is subject to an ERISA audit, which makes it vastly more complex. And I think once you're at that point, you should be hiring a, an impartial third party to, to keep an eye and to make sure that you know, you're not getting in trouble with the government or anyone else who could you know, jeopardize your plan or your company just because you're not in compliance. Now, of course, Elijah, you would probably want to be in, included in the discussion if you are currently working with a client and they are looking at possibly investing some of their portfolio into a new business. That would be a, a good time to bring you in, wouldn't it? Uh, certainly. You know, typically whenever I'm working with a client, I like to take care of their entire financial picture. And what you're doing to make a living, it affects the work that we're doing. Uh, when you're investing into a business, uh, just like any other part of your financial life, you want to make sure that you have balance and that you're not getting yourself too heavy into debt or that you're not spending cash too quickly. And we can help out with that uh, decision because we, we've got relationships with the bankers, with the CPAs, with the good attorneys to, to make sure that you're taken care of. But, you know, also we see investment deals throughout the year. And we can, say, we can tell what's a good deal and what's a poor deal. And I think just using us as a trusted advisor when evaluating different franchises, um, it can only lead to a better solution for a client. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I could certainly see that. So... Patty, I'll ask you the same question. You know, when someone's coming out of corporate and who knows, they may have a 401k that they need to roll over and they're looking at um, maybe looking at a Rob's opportunity. Um, when should they bring you into the picture, Pat Patty? I, I think they should bring a CPA into the picture really right from the get-go, from, you know, helping them, uh, uh, if anything, first to help them figure out where they sit financially, just personally, um, where you are financially, personally, you know, both your assets and your liabilities, you know, will really help you decide, you know, what kind of investment you can make. It'll help you, you know, with your conversation with someone, with Elijah, you know, to, um, to determine you know, your assets there. So um, that's one thing. There's the obvious tax uh, conversation you want to have as far as what are the best advantages for the business. And then there's the operational side of it. So, you know, what if you, I would highly advise a business plan and, and 
following that all the way through, um, analyzing the numbers and really determining if you, um, you know, have the cash flow and, and, you know, on an ongoing basis, how long it takes for you to get cash positive, you know, those kind of things. Um, so I, all of that would will just lead you to a better start um, with the business. So I, so I would think, Patty, that uh, at this point they would need to, many people would need to have a really um, heart-to-heart conversation with you because there are times when I work with clients and they are leaving corporate and they get their corporate check on the first of the month and they're thinking, well, I'll get um, paid by the franchise on the 15th of the month. And that's not exactly the way the picture works. So um, how, how much living expense and um, cushion do you suggest that they have, Patty, when they do want to step out and start a, their own business? Um, I mean, there's a range anywhere from, you know, nine months to 18 months. I believe that the, you know, the standard is 18 months of, um, you know, working capital your, for your own personal finances so that uh, you can really have enough time to determine. It really takes a, a good while for your business to get up and running um, and to generate any type of cash positivity. And who knows, you may need to put whatever cash it does, it may generate, you know, right back into the business to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So you really want to mm-hmm. just have a good um, cushion of funds personally so that you can not have to worry about, you know, how you're going to pay the bills outside of the business is going to be enough of a, of a, yeah. you know, a challenge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So, Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patrick, I'll ask you the same thing. Um, you know, a, a lot of people do know that, you know, having an attorney is certainly one of the first people that you would want to um, call when you decide to have a, a start a business or purchase a franchise. Um, how, how soon, though, should they bring you in this? Should they wait until they have found, like, that franchise model that works for them? Or at what time do you want them to pick up the phone? Uh, oh, yeah, I love it when they pick up the phone right away and actually bring me in while they're looking at franchises. You know, there yeah. there there are kind of two groups of people. One is, you know, they fall in love with a concept or with a business, and this is it. They they have decided. Um, and then there are the group that say, okay, I want I want to look at, you know, a half dozen dozen. I, I really want to make sure that the fit that I that I'm looking for is met. And a lawyer can help you take those you know those those fdds and those and those contracts that are hundreds and hundreds of pages summarize those translate those from legalese into into you know normal people language and and really help you understand what it is that each one of those franchises is is wanting you to buy what are you buying with each one mm-hmm. of those and is it the right fit and then also, you know, because I'm typically am one of the first people brought in, I immediately try to get them in touch with a CPA and with a financial yeah. advisor because they, in addition to understanding the legalese and understanding what the contract actually says and what they're actually buying, they also need to run some simulations with those uh, royalty calculations and figure mm-hmm. out, you know, how much do you have to make to make it? What does your monthly budget look like? How much do you have to make every month, every quarter, every year? And, 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 you know, run through some of those simulations so, you know, you can actually have a real firm understanding of what this is really going to take financially and work-wise uh, for it to be successful. And, you know, that's a lot of work to expect, you know, somebody to do when that's not in their wheelhouse. Like you say, they know their mm-hmm. widgets. They've fallen mm-hmm. in love with this business or with this concept, but, you know, they need some assistance with you know, with the other stuff that that is really in mine and Patty's and Elijah's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And you know, Patrick, what's so interesting is sometimes um, I, I have to. Well, a lot of times I have to really dissect the franchise opportunity so that my clients understand what they're getting because they really don't know what they're getting. So to hear it from uh, an attorney makes it even more important because I, 
I have heard of clients, not any of mine, but I've heard of clients signing the FDD, and they don't even realize it's 10 years, that they're signing a contract for 10 years. So it's great that you say that you really kind of let them know what they're getting into. That's important. It is. You know, this is, besides your house, this is probably either the largest investment or the next to largest investment that you're going to make. And if you're going to go spend high six figures, seven figures, um, it certainly makes sense to, to run this with some professionals just to make sure you've got your I's dotted, T's crossed, and you know what you're buying and what you're getting into. Right, right. So once someone decides on that concept and, you know, we're, we're through all of that, um, Patrick, one of the things that they need to think about doing is um, ex- exactly what, what is the right entity type for them to set things up to move forward because that kind of changes everything for everybody, doesn't it? It can, depending on the franchise and depending on how many business partners there are going to be going into it. You know, a, a C-Corp uh, is is not really very often used because it's got a lot of formality that the LLC does not. It's got a board requirement that the LLC doesn't have. So if you've got one or two or three people, most of the time, the vast majority of the time, the, the LLC is the is the preferred entity of choice. And then, you know, you talk with your CPA about the tax election. Do you want to be taxed pass-through or do you want to be taxed as an S-Corp? Um, you know, just depending on, again, what those projections look like. How much money is this thing actually expected to make? Is it best to go with the corporate tax rate or with the the pass-through tax rate? So vast majority of the time, it's LLC. Um, if there are more people going to be involved or if there's a, a, a longer strategy where we're going to have multiple franchises and we're going to need to set up some sophisticated corporate structure and planning, then then we can go that route uh, just depending on what they're buying and what their their goals are. Exactly. So, Patty, I would ask you the same thing. How does the uh, entity selection impact the way that you help your clients? So, the you know, very similarly, the same answer. You you definitely want to determine, um, you, you know, by running the numbers, by putting a business plan or budget together and determining, you know, what your income is going to be at the end of the first year, second year, and really that is what the, the determining factor is on whether you decide to elect to be taxed as a as an S corp or or as a pass through entity. And so um, it's it's just so important to run those numbers because uh, the tax rates are, are different um, for both. And that is just the determining factor to, to decide what um, entity would make most sense. Mm-hmm. And Elijah, does that impact the way you work with your clients as well? Uh, it impacts the way that I work with my clients in the way that Patty just shared with us. Um, you know, the the entity entity that you have um, can really affect your long term financial health and your long term success, and that's why I think it's so important to have a good CPA and a good business attorney from the start because they can help you make good decisions surrounding that. But you know, when it comes to us forming retirement plans, it, it doesn't greatly affect things. I mean, really, it just affects the the financial health of the business and you know what things look like for the business owner come tax time. Mm-hmm. Let me ask, um, I, I tell you what, guys, I love stories because stories can tell so much. Can I ask each of you to maybe give me a story of a client that you've worked with? Maybe you have um, pulled them out of the mud or kept them from walking off of a cliff um, just by them interacting with you. Elijah, do you happen to have a story you could share with us? Sure. Um, Yeah, I think really this story is rooted in one of the, the parts of my service model that I really hang my hat on which is our mantra of every client every month. So at Mansky Wealth, for every client that we have, we reach out to them on a monthly basis. We give them updates on what's happening with their portfolio. We're looking to see what's new in their life, and we're letting them know what's happening when it comes to just the market as a whole. 
And, you know, I think it's no shock to anyone that's listening that the the first quarter of this year was a difficult time to, to be in the market. We saw the S&P 500 drop about 30%, and it was actually one of the quickest drops in all of history, if not the quickest. And I think for a lot of folks, you know, just talking to, to other people I know in the financial services industry, it was a tough time. You know, clients were anxious. They didn't know what the world was going to look like and people were selling. But for a lot of the clients that I work with, I mean, we we just didn't have the exact knee-jerk response. Because looking at the economy as a whole, in 2019, we were preparing for a bear market. And, you know, I'm not about to claim that, you know, we were expecting coronavirus or the the lockdowns or all of that. But, you know, looking at economic conditions, it made sense that we would see a, a bear market, which is, you know, 20 to 30 percent drop in the S&P 500. So back in December, I had a few clients call that were upset because we were, you know, moving into cash and we were preparing for a bear market. But it's interesting because those exact same clients were calling uh, near the end of the first quarter, grateful that we had cash mm. and that we weren't dropping mm. as much as you know other folks in the market because we had prepared for that. But I think you know when, when you have that regular communication, when you have an idea of what things look like, uh, I mean, it really helps for for long term success because you're looped into the plan. You're not just hiring someone so you can forget about it, but you're an actual decision maker in that plan, and you're understanding the rationale behind it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And folks, if you're listening to this recording, I just want to be clear: this is November the twentieth of twenty twenty. So the reference that Elijah is making is that you know we've been. We're still in the the pandemic is still impacting our lives in ways that we still are not real sure what all of that is, but it's still there. But what Elijah has described to you is one of the exact reasons that you want those trusted advisors, you know, because you know your widget, but you don't know about the markets. You don't. You haven't studied the markets well enough to know what the trends are. So it's so important to bring someone like Elijah into your circle so that they can advise you. So, Patty, I would ask the same thing of you. Do you have a story of a client that maybe you've worked with that you could share with us? I do. Um, I was working with a client um, that had a very successful business, and they actually wanted to open a a sister business, a business that – was related to their original one, um, but actually operated quite differently. And by that, I mean their original business is an online seller of um, medical IDs, and they <clears throat> they decided to go into the PERS business, which is the Personal Emergency Response Management System. And and what that is is you know the you know help I've fallen and I can't get up. So they mm-hmm. you know the the buttons and the things that you press mm-hmm. and that is actually operationally quite different from their original business. Um, it it ha- contains AR and managing accounts receivable, and, um, and and they didn't really know how to implement a lot of these, you know, back office processes that they need to manage it. And so they, they were operating the first year or so without any of that management of AR or um, – and, and so they brought me in, and I actually, you know, searched out a, a system that was actually industry-specific that worked really well for them. And they were able to manage their business and also, um, you know, glean uh, KPI information and their financials and everything directly from that. And it just – it made such a difference. Um, and if they – you know, and I think about, you know, what was lost in the time that they got that, if they had just – you know, maybe thought about the the back office side, you know, sometimes that is just so vitally important to have processes in place when you start certain businesses so that you can manage it properly from the get-go. Sometimes you think you can just kind of jump into it, and it's not always the best um, route. You really want to, you know, talk to a trusted advisor, just like you're saying, to make sure you're putting things in place to handle all situations. Right. And, you know, that infrastructure is so critical as well. And again, if someone is not as familiar about the industry, or maybe they don't, uh, 
they really don't know what they're buying. You know, just like we were talking earlier, sometimes, um, sometimes they really, they really don't understand what they're buying. And to bring someone like you in that can ask those questions um, exactly before purchasing it, that would have been a big help because it sounds to me like they lost about a year or so that wasn't necessary. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. And they, and you know, once they, and they realize that, you know, you, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right. And, mm-hmm. and, and now they're able to manage that business so much better. Um, and, you know, there's, they're just on top of it. They, mm-hmm. they have no, you know, they don't have any process issues any longer. And so, yeah, it was just a big learning experience for them. And, and uh, yeah. I was happy to, to help them with through that. Right, right. Those learning experiences can be very costly sometimes, though. So, you know, there yeah. again, I'm going to reiterate this, folks, that it's so important to have your trusted advisors around you before you start, before you start this process. So if you don't have someone right now, start interviewing CPAs, attorneys, financial advisors, you know, my my the professional people that are on this call now, they're used to being interviewed. It's okay. Ask them the hard questions. It's okay. At some point when you hire them, they're going to be representing you. So, Patrick, I would ask you the same thing. Do you have uh, a story that you could share with us? Oh, a- absolutely. So, um, my favorite story is, 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 is actually one that happens a lot, and it's, it's that I'm actually brought on on time um, and, and in advance um, because not only you know, does a lawyer do what I call the legal stuff, which is the FDD, the contract, that's, that's great, that's fine. But um, what I also like to work with people on is, well, let's talk about your, your business plan. Let's talk about your marketing strategy. Let's talk about your sales funnel. Let's talk about your location and how are we going to find your location and who's going to do your build out? Is your franchisor going to take care of that? Do they have a preferred contractor or do they have a project manager who's going to come and find a builder or are you responsible for doing that and start putting you know, a little bit of project management into place so that mm-hmm. we have a critical path that we can then follow when it comes to, okay, you know, when do you want to start your social media campaigns? When do you want to start announcing that doors are going to be opening? And how far in advance of the doors opening does that need to happen? And on what social media channels does that need to happen? Where are your people? And, and, and I can put, you know, clients in touch with uh, other business professionals like Patty and Eli and, and those other professionals that handle social media marketing, for example, or website and SEO. There's, there's, this is a business. It's not just, it's not just a, a, a something that you get in a box and assemble into, you know, from a kit. It's actually a business, and so that comes with, you know, business responsibilities and a certain level of business learning and know-how. And if you don't have that know-how or you don't have that experience, well, then it makes sense to bring people on board and into the fold that do, and you know, use those resources and and use that expertise as opposed to, you know, trying to Google your your solutions and the internet, you know be a scary place and it's a bit like drinking from a fire hose um, that's not helpful when you're trying to also get this business off the ground um, you know it, it just makes sense and it's so much easier if you will actually get help for the things that just aren't in your wheelhouse mm-hmm. yes most definitely and you know so I, I want to be clear that if you're looking at a franchise and you're communicating with them you will get a lot of this information that Patrick just shared with you about the build-out and about, you know, the FDD, all of that. You will get that from your franchisor. But I tell you what is going to benefit you even more is to have that person that is totally in your corner to look at it from the perspective of you as the person, does this fit? Is this right? Does this make sense? Do we need to raise these questions? So you don't want to turn over all of your power just to the franchisor. Most of them are great, but I tell you what, they don't know your total situation either. Guys, we need to take a real quick commercial break. And when we come back, 
I'm going to have more questions for you. So, folks, stay tuned, and we will be back with more from our trusted advisors. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898. Or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Jest Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Welcome back to All Things Franchise. I am here today with trusted advisors, and that's Elijah Lopez, who is a senior financial advisor, Patrick McCallum, and he is an attorney, and Patty Martinez, who is a CPA. So, folks, those were, uh, guys, those were great stories that kind of gave us a better idea of how you can help someone. So once a, someone has launched their business, And once they have maybe gotten over the last, maybe they're into it, about two, three, five years, um, what is the next step for them? What would you want them to start looking at? Elijah, what would be your advice to someone who's been in business? Maybe they're in their fifth fifth year. So what should they be looking at? Yeah, I think – once you're in your fifth year, if your business is profitable and if it's continuing to grow, that's when you should look at contributing more to a retirement plan. And you know, depending on the business that you're working with, uh, that can change. You know, sometimes a SEP IRA makes sense. Sometimes a pension plan makes sense. Sometimes a 401k makes sense. But one thing I've found is it's pretty regular that business owners – I mean, they don't like to contribute to retirement plans because they, they've invested money in their business. They've seen how their money can grow in their business. And they don't like the fact that, you know, if you put money into a retirement plan and if you pull it out early, there's a penalty. But I think one thing that a lot of folks discount is the benefit of tax-deferred growth. You know, if somebody were to max out a 401k for 20 years, and to get the exact same return in both a taxable account and, a, and in a retirement account, uh, the retirement account at the end of 20 years would have a balance of over $100,000 more. And that's the, the benefit of tax-deferred growth right there. I mean, the fact that you, you don't have to worry about dividends being taxed, the fact that you're not paying capital gains taxes, I mean, it really adds up as the months turn into years. And you know, a lot of folks, they, they they put emphasis on return and return percentage. But, I mean, really being smart about taxes can save you a whole lot more money than uh, a good investment can make you money. Something else to remember mm-hmm. is, you know, when you're contributing regularly to a retirement plan, especially if you're worried about taxes, 
uh, those contributions are tax deductible. And, you know, that's money that you can deduct from your taxes that doesn't have to go to Uncle Sam right away. And, you know, that's pretty nice because who likes paying taxes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, Elijah, uh, a lot of times people see the business as their retirement, but that can be risky, can't it? It can be. And I think that COVID-19 has showed us that. You know, what I what I see regularly when I work with business owners is unless somebody works in a really high margin business, what's normal is they're constantly reinvesting back into the business with the idea that, you know, in 20 to 30 years, they'll sell, they'll have uh, a nest egg that they can use for retirement. But COVID showed us that, you know, nothing is certain and, right. you know, that plan doesn't always work. You know, it's a, it's a real sad story, but... Recently, I was speaking with a business owner who's a few years away from retirement, and they had over 60% of their business dry up this year, and they're just struggling to to keep the lights on. And if they're able to sell their business, they'll have a a nice seven-figure payout on selling the business. But right now, that's not what they're concerned about. They're concerned about, you know, keeping the lights on and keeping everyone paid. And Mm. just like you know, when, when we're talking about investing, we say that you need to be diversified. I think when you're thinking of streams of income, you should also be diversified. So that means not just relying on the business to create income for your retirement, but having mm-hmm. other ways of creating income in retirement. And someone like mm-hmm. myself, I mean, that's what we focus on. It's what I think we're good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, really good advice there. Patty, when you're working with someone that is just launching their business, how different is it than when you're working with someone five years into the business? Uh, it's quite different. Um, they've most likely gone through uh, sort of an evolution of, wow, I've, I've weathered the first five years of my business. Um, you know, cash struggles, uh, they're hiring their first employees, um, you know, figuring out uh, cash flow and, and what's really going to, you know, uh, uh, how much cash they really need to, to go day to day, month to month, you know, year to year. Um, usually the first five years you flush through all of the, uh, a lot of really difficult issues. And if you, just like Elijah says, if you're profitable, then, there, then you can start thinking about, you know, you, you've most likely weathered all of those storms, right? And then you can start thinking about, um, okay, how can I, you know, do things like reevaluate my debt structure or, you know, should I, how much should I consider putting, you know, back into the business um, for things like a new system or, you know, employees or, or a better compensation plan. Um, so there's, there's a lot that um, you go through those first five years. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really kind of a make or break time, I think, of, you know, whether you think your, your business is going to, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, it really affects your long-term goals as far as, you know, are they going to, and will I actually meet my goals, you know, based on what's happened these first five years and what can I do to, you know, maybe change um, uh, so that I can meet those goals, right? Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. all, there's all so many things that they you go through those first five years. And hopefully you have your trusted advisors there to help you through those. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, and Patty don't be afraid Miley, to ask for help, too. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's what I, I wanted to make sure is that everybody understands. Your trusted advisors are not there just to send you that calendar uh, once a year. And, you know, you need to raise your hand if you've got questions. You know, Patty, my late husband was a CPA and a controller, and he would go into um, small companies where they wanted to um, get ready to sell. And um, there would be times he would go in and they would have bought the big RVs, taken the big vacations, bought the mm-hmm. the ranch down in South Texas and had the, you know, the the deer hunting trips and all of that because they get excited because they're making mm-hmm. some money. So how mm-hmm. do you help them to kind of uh to to manage that? 
you know, it, it is a challenge. Uh, I have, I definitely have worked with several owners that do that exact same thing. Uh, you just have to make sure that they understand that whatever they're spending their money on, it really needs to drive uh, revenue down to the bottom line. And if it isn't really uh. doing that, then and they can't justify or get some sort of return on that investment, then they really probably shouldn't be doing that. And usually it comes mm-hmm. through. Um, situations like like what we're going through right now, you know, all of those yep. additional things that they probably shouldn't have spent money on, they're probably rethinking um, yep. right about now. And you know, it, and it's it doesn't necessarily take a pandemic. It'll they'll be at some point every business goes through some kind of a downturn, and you you use those times to actually really help you. Um, manage cash, learn how to manage that cash, have that nest egg put away um, so that, you know, just for a rainy day fund is really an important thing for businesses. I don't care how successful you are. Um, yeah. they, you have to have that rainy day fund to help you get through those those tough times. So I just yeah. try to remind them, you know, hey, there's different time periods where we're not going to have necessarily all of this cash. Maybe we shouldn't make this investment yet or let's budget for yeah. it. you know okay i get that you or want let's that budget ranch. for it yeah. yeah 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 if, if you want that ranch that's fine let's just budget for it for the next few years mm-hmm. and make that happen mm-hmm. then yeah definitely exactly so Patrick, you know if i can if i can add to that you know i i think just adding to to what patty was saying it's so valuable to be able to live below your means because folks i mean they start making money and they're not investing in assets. They're not investing in business. They're investing in things that show that they used to have a whole lot of money and now that they don't have any money anymore. And yeah. when you have assets that you know, they're creating cash for you, things that you can sell whenever times are tough, or just cash on hand, I mean, I, I think it leads to a less stressful and more fulfilling life. Because uh-huh. yeah, I think all three of us have seen times where business owners, they're not doing well. And it's because of their lifestyle. And you can you can feel the stress of that lifestyle where if they weren't trying to keep up with the Joneses, I mean, life would just be easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Elijah, on that. You know, I'll, I'll refer back to this same company that um, my late husband had worked for and trying to help them get it ready to sell. They had no systems in place. Now, it was a very profitable business, but – it would have been more streamlined and they would have had something more to sell had they invested in systems. All of their accounting was still done virtually by hand, writing checks for goodness sakes. You know, so it, you, you, sometimes they don't understand where that money needs to go first uh, to, like y'all were saying, right. impact that bottom line. That's really important. So, Patrick, I would ask you, at what point, you know, are you, do you work with clients that are, you know, maybe experiencing this growth, and maybe five years later things have changed so much, maybe they now do have that branch in South Texas, and they do have the RV, and, you know, the kids are going off to college and all. How does that change the way you work with them? That's a great question, and and you know franchises, uh, you know they 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 have their pros and they have their cons, and one of one of the cons that people don't think about is, you know you is you know most people go into a franchise they just want one they want to you know maybe they're thinking about going in and buying additional franchises depending on how this goes, and at five years. Um, you know, if it's been successful, at some point that success is going to, in most franchises, is going to be capped unless you have other strategies to go and mm-hmm. either buy more franchises or, or, or you know, branch out into other areas or, or what, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So, you know, those 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 goals for those first two to four years is typically what I just need to do to make sure I keep the doors open and mm-hmm. and grow the business. You know, at a reasonable rate. Once you hit year five you're really starting to look at either either I need to find a way to grow because this is this has gotten to be mundane and this is very cookbook for me now or you know this isn't what I thought it was going to be and you know when you know you need to look at your renewal deadline because typically those deadlines in franchises you know when you're approaching your 10 you've got you know either 12 to 24 month window 
um, mm-hmm. depending on your franchise, on where you have to make the decision. Are you going to renew or are you not going to renew? And if you're not going to renew or you're going to sell, then that's one strategy. If you are going to renew, that's another strategy. And if it, you want to renew but you want to grow, well, that's a third strategy. So at the five-year mark, you're really, you know, your strategies are going to be different, but you're still going to be need to be have those strategies and be looking at where where is this where is this going? Where you're driving? Where are we going? Um, and figuring those, you know, figuring out the answers to those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I I do this um, this talk, and it's about earning a living, a lifestyle, or a legacy with franchising, and it's exactly what you're talking about, Patrick. You can earn a living, and, you know, that's just where maybe you're the owner-operator, or you can learn um, um, change your lifestyle, and that's where you change your zip code, but you have to do something. There has to be um, a decision to either expand the territory or take on another company to be able to do that, and then the legacy it has you have to look at master franchising to make that happen because just one location it's not going to allow you to retire and buy an island it doesn't work that way so so folks before we go to the the uh, the final wrap up here uh if somebody's listening and they want to find out more about how they might be able to work with you Elijah how would someone get in touch with you and find out more about how you can help them Sure. Best way to reach me is over the phone. Um, complete open book, and I'm happy to chat with anyone. Uh, best number is 713-581-1994. That's 713-581-1994. But also you can reach me through email at elopez at manskywealth.com. That's E-L-O-P-E-Z at M-A-N-S-K-E wealth.com. Thanks, Linda. Wonderful. Perfect. Patty, how about yourself? If someone wants to know more about how you can work with them, where would they get in touch with you? Yeah, Linda, um, they would call me on my cell. That number is 832-524-0349 or email, which is uh, pattym at pamartinozcpa.com. So that's p-a-t-t-i-m at pamartinez cpa.com. Great. How about you, Patrick? How yeah. would they get in touch with you if they want to work with you? So, so the most common way that people get a hold of me is through my website. I offer free 30-minute phone consults. Um, I don't charge for those so that we can have an initial conversation and see what you've got going on and, you know, are we a good fit or are we not a good fit. Um, and you can get that uh, on my website at drewmccollum.com. That's D-R-E-W. M-C-C-A-L-L-U-M.com. You can also call my office at 281-407-6014. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Very good. So my final question for y'all is um, if someone is listening and maybe they're getting started here, what are some of the most common pitfalls that you see small businesses um, falling into when they first get started? Elijah, what, what have you seen happen that is you see, this, um, you see this across the – I won't say across the board, but you see it more frequently? Yeah, I think uh, trying to be a do-it-yourselfer in mm. a field that you're not an expert in. Uh, you can get into a whole lot of nastiness trying to figure out legal, financial, and tax solutions on Google. And mm-hmm. I think you can save time, and honestly, you can save money by paying a trusted advisor to to take care of you. I mean, we're we're all skilled in our specific discipline, and we've taken the time to to learn that discipline thoroughly. And if you can pay someone like us to to save you that time so you can focus on the business and focus on profitability, I mean, I think that's a real time saver and a money saver. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, Elijah. And, you know, and it's not cookie cutter. You may find an answer on Google, but Google doesn't know your situation. So it may not apply to you necessarily. Isn't that right? Yeah, it is right. And Google doesn't know uh, your state. Or you know specific things just about about your business. I mean, 
there might be a solution that makes sense in a certain state or in a certain industry that's just vastly different for you. And, you know, kind of getting back to what some, to something that Patrick said earlier, you know, if you're going to spend the amount of money it takes to start a franchise, why not just do it right the first time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, very well said there. So, Patty, what what have you seen as a common pitfall or maybe a, a common misconception that small business owners uh, that come in to see you have? Uh, the most common is really they, they think they can do the, the accounting themselves. Um, I mean, just nine times out of ten, just a, a uh, conversation with a CPA or an accountant who does it on a regular basis just will go miles long. So I, I, I can't emphasize enough what, what Patrick says. I do the same thing. I, I give out a free 30-minute consult. I'm happy to talk to anyone. I, I've done that several times um, here recently with new business owners who just want to know, you know, well, you know, what kind of accounting system would work well, uh, why, you know, what, how does it work? Um, those are just really good conversations to have. And I think most accountants um, will, you know, are willing to do that. You know, yes, they have their busy times, but I'm sure they can, you know, schedule a time to, you know, meet with you and just mm-hmm. answer any questions. And no questions are dumb. Um, I get that a lot. You know, can I just ask you this kind of dumb question about sales tax? Well, it's not uh-huh. dumb. It's, that's really important. Those are things that you have to, you know, file on a regular basis. So you want to make sure you're uh-huh. doing it right. Absolutely. So. You know, Patty, yeah. I bet you were flooded with calls this spring with, with the, you know, the PPP and all. There is no way a small business owner could have kept up with that. It was changing oh, so frequently. It was. It, it, it still is, actually. And I just met with a business owner who I helped uh, do the application process with. So, so there was the, you know, frantic calls, Patty, how do I apply? Uh, Patty, can you help me pull the information together that I need to apply? To right. now, okay, Patty, how do I, we do the, the, the forgiveness part? So, yes, it's, it's a... It's an evolving, you know, thing that I spend even a lot of time trying to keep up with the, you know, changes that that are coming down the pipe. So yes, it's. Right. I definitely was was inundated. Yeah. Right. But exactly. And 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 it's great that to have again, folks. I'm going to say how important it is to have those trusted advisors around you because as you're trying to desperately. Uh, hold on to your widget business. Uh, keeping up with the the um, the different changes the uh, that were going on during that period of time. That was a full time job. That was Patty's full time job. So you know you're taking care of your widget. Let Patty take care of that. So it's so important. So. Patrick, tell me what you see as a really common mistake or a, a common misconception that your clients have. There, there, are, there are really two that are that are really important, and the first one is, you know, entrepreneurs as a group uh, do not like admitting that they don't know something, and they don't like asking questions that they don't already know the answer to. So trying to, you know, kind of take that barrier down a bit and make people comfortable with admitting, look, I don't know this stuff. Uh, I, I, I need to be able to rely on you can can really be a challenge with entrepreneurs because it's 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 very anti what they their personality their personality is that they feel like they must know everything and I tell people all the time they'll they'll apologize for calling me and asking me questions and I say stop apologizing that's part of what you're paying me for the service that I provide mm-hmm. is to answer your questions <laughs> you know I I look at franchises you know six or seven hundred times a year you you do not you mm-hmm. this is just your one or your two or your three or whatever it is we want to make sure we get this right please ask questions it's it's what we're here for and mm-hmm. then the other thing that they do is they sign that contract before mm. they're ready and and <laughs> because they feel like if i sign it then it's real and and it really mm. means that i'm going to do it but they don't realize that that puts you on the clock that is the first domino that falls 
that then triggers all of the other deadlines in the contract. You have to have a build out by a certain time. You have to have, you know, the doors open by a certain time. And those franchisors are not forgiving by and large on those deadlines. So the first thing I tell people is please, please, please do not sign that contract until you're sure and you're ready. You are you have all of the, the support in place to be able to hit the ground running from the time you sign because those deadlines can be very aggressive and they are not um, easy to get forgiven if you don't make mm-hmm. them. So those are really the two things that I tell people is please ask questions. That's what we're here for. And don't sign until you know and you're ready. And, you know, that goes back to what I was saying earlier, Patrick, is that having trusted advisors are in your corner. Now, I'm not saying that the franchisors are working against you, but just like Patrick was saying, folks, he helps his clients decide the timing. Now, the franchisor is very excited, and they want you to sign today at Discovery Day. Let's get this signed. Let's get you opened in the next you know, 90 days, you may not be ready to open in the next 90 days. So having those trusted advisors that help you to cool your heels, so to speak, and really look at the situation, look at the calendar, and make sure that you're making those right decisions. Guys, we are down to the end of the show here, but is there something that you would like to share with the listeners that maybe we haven't covered? Elijah, is there something that you want to make sure our listeners know uh, that maybe we haven't covered in the show? There's nothing else on my end. You know, I'm real grateful that you would have me on the show, Linda. And if any of your listeners would like to follow up with me after, I'm happy to help answer any questions that might be on their mind. Good. And again, Elijah, what is your contact information? Uh, best number to reach me at is 713-581-1994. Very good. Patty, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I would say just that um, cash is king, and if you have any questions, uh, feel free to give me a call uh, yeah. to make sure you have enough cash. <laughs> right, and, it, and make sure that you keep it, yeah. too. Make sure you keep your cash, yes, too. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my and contact your contact information? information? Yeah. yeah. 832-524-0349. Wonderful. And How about you, Patrick? So Anything else you'd us. like? Oh, absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Patrick, is there something else that you would like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, just for real quick, I wanted to circle back to the PPP conversation um, because mm-hmm. I, I've dealt a lot with that too. And and what I have told people uh, is that they seem to be – I'm responding to – uh, things from them that they seem to think it's free money because it's it's mm. going to be forgiven, so it's free money. It's not free money, and it may be forgiven, maybe, maybe not, depending on you know all kinds of factors. And um, you know nothing that comes from the government is free. So you mm-hmm. know whether you apply for PPP is not a shouldn't be a can I do this? It's a should I do this? question. And if and, mm-hmm. and before you go again, pull that trigger and sign off on that paperwork, talk to a trusted advisor and get some get some perspective on not just can you but should you. Right. Very good. Um Patrick, one more time, how would someone get in touch with you? Yeah, so uh my website is drewmccollum.com, D R E W M C C A L L U M dot com. Phone numbers two eight one Four zero seven six zero one four. Wonderful, Elijah Lopez, Patty Martinez, Patrick McCollum. Thank you all so much for being on the show today. This has just been a really um, wealth of information from you guys, and I would love to do this again in six months or so to see how things are changed. So I'd love to bring you guys back on the show. Sounds great. I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Me too. I'd be honored. Thank you so much. This is this has been a lot of fun. Very good. And and that's what we want. We want it to be fun as well because it's not all dry. I mean, we we can make make this um enjoyable as we're doing this and building businesses. So, so as always, I want to leave you with a quote. 
You know, I always leave you every show with a quote, and today's quote is by Ken Blanchard. He is an author, speaker, and business consultant. The quote goes like this, none of us is as smart as all of us, that all of us should be your trusted advisors, folks. Thanks for joining me on All Things Franchising today, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.